1: Takes a lot of effort. Let me tell you. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, welcome to Podcast Versus Everyone episode. Jeff hasn't put it on the screen. I'm gonna say 118. Is that right? Oh yeah, I that's, that's, that's right. I forgot to look. It um, up.
1: Hold on. I can tell you. It's episode 119.
0: I'm always one off. Uh, welcome to the podcast 119. for a one. Episode one nineteen. In case you were turning tuning in and thought you heard the same, you were listening to a repeat. No, no, this is one nineteen. <laughs> I'm Craig Powers. I'm not good at math. Well, I am actually. Yes, I'm. Um, and and with, <laughs> yeah, I know I am.
1: See, I can get away with that one because I'm like I'm an English teacher. I suck at math, and people actually believe it. You know, and you know that no, you are really good at math, and you're not. You're not going to get that one by me there, Powers. Sorry. But yeah.
0: With me is the English teacher, Jeff Nusser um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I suck at math. <laughs> <laughs> Not really.
0: I'm yeah, all you're right. right. You're yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm all right. Two decent mathematicians here, <laughs> let me tell you.
1: Two above average gentlemen with numbers. Yes. <laughs> That's that is that is my, my life story is just uh trying to be above average at as many things as possible. You know, greatness has eluded me on virtually every front. So just trying to be just trying to be pretty good. I think, you know, you can you can accomplish a lot in life just being pretty good. So that's what I'm yeah. going for.
0: Exactly. That's uh I've been pretty good so far and like all mediocre white men I just got a great new job opportunity, uh, just by being pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about that.
1: <laughs> we love that. We love that. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Some someday we'll get together and we'll actually, you know, really celebrate it the way that, uh, you know, the way that we should. But you're, uh, let's see, you're getting poked here pretty quick, and yeah. I got my second poke this weekend. So we're we're yeah. not that far away from uh, from getting together and like like you know. Enjoying each other's company again. Cheers to face. Cheers with to no COVID. masks.
0: Cheers to COVID Wicked. Um, yeah. Making me eligible for things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you pulled it off? <laughs> you like yeah. plugged in your numbers and they were like, You are obese.
0: <laughs> yeah, just right on the line and uh, got in.
1: <laughs> You're like, Thanks, COVID. It's the first good thing you've given me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um yeah, getting stuck and uh Yeah. And then um I'm I'm hoping maybe I think I'd be willing to possibly go to Pullman on April 24th. fourth 'cause Yeah. To tell you the yeah. truth, I've I've had a I've had a hotel booked for weeks just in case. For have April really? April twenty third through twenty fifth in Pullman, yeah. Um just in case. Uh we're doing that social distance uh I mean the crowd at uh spring games are generally social distanced just naturally yeah uh, there's
1: not a lot of density there
0: maybe they won't sell as many tickets to the upstairs but uh if if they do do it um which was the most fun part was getting to be in the club and drink beer during the spring game um but yeah so yeah we got the spring schedule man and it is very different from what we're used
2: to oh my
1: gosh yeah, that we're used to spring ball taking, like, six weeks, right? Like, they practice mm-hmm. two to three times a week, uh, and and they're allowed 15 total practices, yep. including the game. The game itself counts as a quote-unquote practice, right? So um, they would do, you know, 15 practices, spread them out over about six weeks, lots of, you know, film study time in between, lots of time to break, break stuff down, install new plays, Et cetera, et cetera. This one, man, it is, a, it is a sprint to the finish. It's about, what, about three weeks, three and a half weeks, right?
0: Yeah. Well, Total? yeah, I think it's four weeks exactly. Um, okay, so Thursday four to weeks exactly. Thursday. Yeah, because they do two practices after the, the spring game. But, yeah. Okay. And, it's but definitely, they're basically
1: like every other day.
0: Yeah. Right? We, we Yeah, it weeks? usually starts mid-March. And, but, yeah, um, it, that's why we were – I was wondering if they were actually going to do the spring game on the same weekend that they always do it. Um, yeah. because we were, we hadn't heard so long, but apparently they are, and they're just gonna, gonna jam it in. I mean, true. I mean, I see why they're doing it because you have finals week right after, right after uh, that. Like yeah. if you pushed it back, you didn't want to yeah. have them practicing during finals week and all that. So no,
1: no. And they can't, yeah. and they can't go past that. Yeah. So what the my only thing is like what took them so long to start but i think yeah, it's we can very probably weird. we can probably guess what took them so yeah. long to start <laughs> so <laughs> we can i think we can probably assume what happened and and why I'm they, sure uh, why they didn't WFCU, start two or three weeks ago so
0: i'm sure WSU would really like to have people at the spring game um uh they they you know they've done covid donations for the club seats and stuff before mm-hmm. or covid kids <laughs> yeah yeah calf calf donations for yeah, the, yeah. the seats and stuff and you know get a few uh you know maybe a, a few dollars into some local businesses whatever but right. um so yeah i'm sure they'd like to have it i'm sure they're working on it uh i i don't know if like a spring game would fall under you know the guidelines that have been that allow the sounders and the mariners to have people at their games but uh I'm sure that, like, you know, I've seen with Tacoma Defiance and stuff, like, the, with the you know, the minor league teams and the Rainiers, uh, they're working with um, uh, state officials to see if they can, you know, make it work. And I'm I, they, now they have three weeks to do it, and we'll see if they can. But uh, um, otherwise, I mean, yeah.
1: Uh, we're not ta- – I mean, how many people show up max? A few thousand max? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. In a thirty thousand seat stadium. Yeah. So I can't I, I I just like I can't imagine there's even a whole lot of working with state officials as far as like how many people they can allow in because I just, just don't if think they can that's do it in general. Yeah. yeah, I think probably if anything it's just like procedures, right? So how you get people safely in, safely out, traffic flow, that kind of stuff. But still it's like I mean, there's so few people. If you told them you know, hey, you can sit with your family group, and you must have—I don't know—three seats in any direction between you and the next group, like which I mean, is what
0: the Mariners and Sounders are doing. Yeah, right. The Mariners—I so, like, I mean, know for the Mariners at least.
1: Yeah, so that wouldn't be. I mean, that's not going to be terribly difficult, and you know, and people will just you know sit with who they want to sit with anyway, and yeah, you know, you and I will sit together because we will both be vaccinated. We could do yeah. that, so and then other people will just do it anyway no matter what and you know whatever i guess i, I don't know i mean I, at this point i know people are people are sort of desperate to do something to do anything. live i i don't i don't know do you think more people will show up just because of that no i, I, I tend less, to think not
0: i think less people will show up okay yeah, yeah I,
1: i'm i'm curious
0: I'll, yeah, I, I don't I don't think people are because it's still a practice football game and that's never it it's outside of when it's been in Spokane. You haven't seen that like Spokane drew some decent crowds, um, but there there was Mike kind of Leach's like his
1: first year was a pretty big crowd. That was. Yeah.
0: The one. Yeah. And so and then they had the beer garden and it was such a different thing, you know, and then the first year back in Pullman, which was the, the you know the only time they've had it so far in 2019 is. Uh, was I think it was decently attended, but seriously, like it didn't feel like a like a cougar football weekend in any way. No, no, I, no. Uh, no. It, and and there wasn't many people in the stands outside of the people that paid to be able to be in the um the the club area. Yeah.
1: Um so it's tough to tell though because like obviously yeah. it's such a you know, in a big stadium, right? Like I mean I would guess there was probably Three thousand people there, don't you think?
0: Yeah, with and with everybody by,
1: all together. Yeah, which is probably about what they get in. We're getting in Spokane anyway.
0: Yeah, I think. But. Yeah, some some of the years I think they got like five. I think they they got like ten. One of the, the, the Mike Leach's first year, but um I think the numbers dwindled. Like much like when they had the Seattle football game, and, right? Um, uh, big huge important. numbers, big huge numbers when they played Nevada. And then they didn't have it as many people when they played Stanford versus when they played Nevada. So, right. Um, so yeah, definitely the interest uh, faded there. Um, uh, that's why they started doing Pac-12 games there because uh, they were hoping they could do some more interest. And thank God that thing is dead. Um,
1: dead as a doornail. I do think that the the plan to have the spring game in Pullman. It's, it's one of the reasons why I really like it is because it's it has the potential to grow. Whereas mm-hmm. these other things always felt kind of gimmicky, right? I mean, yeah. moose Moose had his infatuation with, uh, you know, trying to cater to Spokane, you know, thinking that you know Spokane was some you know vast untapped resource, which we we have learned is not really the case, um, or at the very least w- was not the case under Moose. I, I think there's a lot of, a lot of thinking that maybe Moose wasn't working quite as hard at that as uh, as he wanted everybody to think he was,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, which which was sort of his. M.O. in a lot of ways with a lot of things, um, it seemed like. But at any rate, um, you know, it, it never felt like something that was probably ever going to grow. It felt like a thing like, hey, let's do it here to try and generate some interest. And it did, you know, for a short time. And um, But th- having it in Pullman feels like a thing that could actually grow. Like like I didn't anticipate it was going to be a huge crowd that first year. And it wasn't, you know, but I, th- I feel like, you know, year over year, You know, maybe you can add some things, add some things, add some things and make it a, you know, a springtime pilgrimage for a lot of people who otherwise wouldn't. I mean, we had a tremendous time at that. Oh, yeah. Like we we had. Oh, it's like it's like all the good stuff about a Cougar football weekend without any of the stress. Yeah. It's just like you get there, you tailgate. It's not super crowded. You can actually tailgate in a reasonable location. Right. You're not like banished to the outer corners of the you know, of the campus, if you're not rich and, um, and then you just sort of, you know, waltz on over to the game and, and, and I know for you and I, like, this is, this is the thing other people don't worry about, but like, uh, I didn't have to write a game story, you know, yeah. about the, about the game. I could just, you didn't have to be sit. mad about anything.
0: Yeah. I didn't have to be mad. Stressed just could, about anything. Yeah.
1: Have fun and, uh, you know, have some beer and, and just, you know, and then afterward we did a, you know, we did a podcast with, uh, maybe, maybe if we know, tried we,
0: that this time, you could bring the the switchboard. We,
1: Yes, maybe. Maybe. And, and that should, <laughs> that, that'll work better. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, it just it felt like something that had potential as you add um, elements to it. It really could become, I think, like a pilgrimage festival type atmosphere. But that's well, yeah, obviously not going to be the case this year. So,
0: yeah, like my uh, I have a couple of friends who um, love to just, you know, they, they're they both, you know, went to WSU and and. Uh, they love to just go back. Like they, they just love going back They you know, they try to go to at least one football game and they go to uh basketball. They always plan for a basketball weekend and they all, and then now they've added, you know, the, uh, the spring game is like, she's been asking me every week. Like, is there, is there, have they announced the spring game yet to, or are they can do the spring game? Cause she's so excited about it. I think there's more people cause it's just such a more accessible weekend. I don't think you're ever yeah. going to have, you're never going to have like, 15 20,000 people there but you know there could be a time when you get 10,000 and the hotels yeah. around could definitely handle that like there's oh, no yeah. problem and uh uh you know I've you know I booked at the the residence in like you can never book a residence in on a, on a football no. weekend um I mean they're pretty much already booked out in advance to certain people so uh but you know it's it's it, it we it's just kind of fun because you get a you know, you get to kind of do some things in Pullman. Obviously this year is different, but in a normal year, you can kind of do some things in Pullman a little easier, um, than on a real football weekend. You can go to the Coug and it's not overwhelmingly packed. You can go to Valhalla. You can, you can do all your same stuff without this kind of overwhelming crowd everywhere you go. And you still get to, you know, hang out in Martin Stadium. You still can do the tailgate thing. Um, but maybe you, you can take more time to like go to a restaurant or you can take, you know, whatever. So obviously we're all talking about normal years and stuff, but, um, uh, um, but still, I, 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 am I'm, I'm excited for, I'm excited they're having it this year, at least going to have a spring game. Um, hopefully they'll be able to have some people in the stands and, and they're smart about it and everything. Um, but given the, you know, the rising numbers in in Whitman County, um, that kind of makes you think, that's probably why they didn't just write out say that people could go. Um, uh, so they probably want to see where that goes in the, in the coming weeks um, to see if maybe wait, some of the spread, especially you know, once
1: they can't wait that long, though, right? Yeah, that's like true. They're going to they're yeah, they have to sell tickets.
0: I mean, they, to know what they don't have to sell tickets. Uh, you don't think just, so? They could just be a... Oh, I guess, yeah, you're right. If, if they're limiting capacity, then they do have to sell tickets. You're right.
1: I mean, it feels like they're going to have to, like, I mean, it almost feels like they're going to have to actually assign seats because I, I don't think. Yes. I don't know. Like, I just like or you I have to have
0: like a ton of staff just like telling people where to go. Or right or they could, you know, they could like X out rows, like just put right. tape over rows and stuff.
1: Yep. Yep. They could do that. I don't know. It's I'm sure they're working through all that. I'm sure they'd love to have people come um, trying to figure out how to how to make it all work. Um, And and I'm sure they're dealing with the, you know, the reality of what what we were just talking about, which is, you know, people tailgating, right? Like, yes, you know, it's that's a you know, that's a potential super spreader type situation, right? Because not everybody's not very many people are going to be vaccinated. And, you know, there will be some people who, you know, don't think COVID is real or whatever, like. Who who are just gonna you know would get together? Um, I mean, heck, when we when we tailgated, like right next to us was basically a Sigma Nu party. <laughs> yeah, you know, like and it was you know full of uh, alum, alumni and students and you know just exactly. kind of like yeah. fraternities do and um, you know so we th- had there we was had a hundred people right.
0: We had our own like quite pretty big crowd of, yeah. of just like you know friends yep. and Especially friends the and game. their friends and every you know yep. we had a we had a pretty big crowd so that's definitely something that would be different and uh um maybe not and nobody's know. masking
1: up because everybody's having beer so <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like I, it's like that's, i don't know i don't know. at least it'll be outside and we know that that you know, definitely helps. is yeah. much less of a risk than, mm-hmm. than indoors but still especially if you're i don't know i'm sure so. this is all stuff the school is weighing trying to figure out i
0: I wouldn't be they surprised they if this. they do it and um ban tailgating
1: thing um, is if just, you're inviting people if you're inviting people to campus yeah they'll find a, they'll find a way
0: yeah but they, they could probably
1: they could say no rvs that's that's about as much as they could probably get away with
0: uh but, but that that'd be hard because like you know you got all those people that's like sleeping in their rv for a football weekend right um so you're telling them they have to get a hotel or whatever but which i mean honestly like That'd be good for Poland businesses if they just are like you have to go stay in a hotel or whatever. But uh, yeah, because um, I mean, if
1: it, so, I mean, let's say they did ban RVs, right? So we, I mean, we would probably have friends who would have an RV, right? And yep. they would say no RV. Okay, so what what would we probably do? Well, we'd probably get a backpack full of beer and <laughs> you know find a sit, place to sit somewhere, post yeah. up, right? Like you know we'd I don't know like I'd probably if I was driving I don't know probably bring like a table and a tent. I've got those things, you know. I mean that; these are all things that are pretty easy to to transport and set up. So, I don't know, man. Unless they're going to police, you know, no tailgating, and then I guess we go to you know Valhalla or the Cougar, or whatever. But I don't know. I don't know, 50% man. Capacity, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> right. We just we just need a place to plug that that uh, soundboard in, and then we can. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's all so, we really. So we need. can do our our live podcast. That's all. That's all we want to do in life. You just need a is little power. Drink beers. You know, it's, well, it's three feet apart. I guess now, um, three feet apart, which is very easy to do. <laughs> yeah, that's um, pretty
1: much as close as we I, I, can I am, to each I,
0: other. I am. I am a. I am a, a chronic. Um, kind of spitter when i talk so i'm pretty sure <laughs> that i project more than three yeah. feet
1: <laughs> my students would tell you that i am as well as i as i end up apologizing periodically throughout the year to the kids that sit in the front row is oh yeah i, I can, have this I can like, like see it flying out of my mouth and landing on the table you know and I'm i like, just Sorry. have this
0: this like tendency of like to you know kind of wipe my mouth but it's more to, just to cover my mouth when i talk when i talk to people because it's just like i'm I'm uh, um, conscious of spitting yeah. them. So if I'm saying an S or a P or something, I'm just like, mm, mm. yeah. Hand over I
1: over I have the curse. I have the curse that everybody who ever had braces has. Because if you if you had braces, like it gets all messed up, and that's when you start. That's when you really start spitting, man. <laughs> so it's because like the inside of your lips get all like, you know, there's calluses and stuff from from having braces, and so like you know things. Just, doesn't work like it like it's supposed to after that so anyway maybe we should talk about actual football
0: yeah yeah uh (laughs) this is not COVID cast although it has been
1: (laughs) sometimes
0: Um, (laughs) yeah uh but yeah so yeah the condensed schedule um yeah probably the biggest news is that Jaden delora is still suspended um not a shock yeah not a shock but it seemed you know one thing that is also important to know is that it, it doesn't seem like he's going to leave the team or anything because that's what I think you kind of worried about at the start that he would just because yes. uh, there was a few guys that bailed right after that and you're like okay maybe this is going to be a thing but uh it yep. seems that uh you know Rolovich had positive things to say uh, about uh how Dolores handled situation which of course he um uh, a DUI situation um, uh, so, you know, it, you know, if he's, if he's able to handle it and, and, but one thing that's big uh, impacts, you know, uh, it's, there's, they brought in a, a transfer quarterback from Tennessee and, yeah. um, and Gorantano And so it already seemed like there was going to be a QB battle to begin with just because they did yep. that, you know? Yep. Um, cause you know, truly and we like, were
1: in agreement we were in agreement that uh, Kama Cooper was no slouch right, and was going to have a legit shot.
0: Exactly. So, um, so yeah, so you have three guys that um, have a shot uh, of course. And, uh, and now if, if Delora doesn't practice, uh, that's obviously going to impact his ability to start up. Um, if he doesn't practice at all, um, Rolovich hasn't said whether or not he's going to practice. He says he has it in his mind, uh, but but uh, my guess is if I don't know, it's practice ends in a month. So uh, if if he's not good to go now, I I don't know if he'll have a chance. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but still, uh, he's the one thing he would have had the advantage of over any of the guys is game time reps and, and reps in these in this offense. Uh, but now Gorantano is going to be able to catch up a little bit in that regard and Kamen's probably going to get more first team reps than he would have gotten um yep. so that that kind of sets Delora back who we saw you know had a bit of an up and down four games and um had some very high highs and, and showed his potential and then also you know struggled at times so um I don't it's it, it seemed like by any means that he you know guarantee the job for himself for uh you know for four years and and um, another interesting thing to note they listed him as a sophomore they listed all the freshmen as sophomores even though technically by eligibility they're still freshmen uh that was an interesting decision that they went with so he's technically a, a sophomore now um but yeah uh, I, I i'm eligible.
1: curious what the reasoning is behind that like i guess i don't know <laughs> like that's that struck did that strike you is is super weird because it struck me as weird
0: yeah and it's i I've, I've been thinking about it a lot with the basketball too like if they're going to do it like basketball
1: it. i i see that one because a they, little bit because yeah. they played a full season yeah. more or less
0: yeah you but, know yeah, football but,
1: played four damn games
0: four games yeah <laughs> it's, it, i don't it know barely, maybe if we like, just
1: call them a sophomore I, and then they're about, a senior they'll get off the book sooner i mean i don't know seriously i don't
0: know about you but sometimes i forget that they played at all and then i'll be reminded of it and i'll be like oh yeah we had football games this year like in the last like few months like that was crazy <laughs> like and then you know of course there was a, the other teams that played like almost full seasons or whatever but um yeah, they played four games, uh, but obviously still by eligibility, they're all freshmen technically, um, and they can still take redshirt years and, you know, all that and still, you know, so uh, everyone basically redshirted, you know, because obviously we have Jihad Woods is back, and and he'll be a super senior, and there's a lot of other guys like that, um, Renard Bell and, and other guys, so yeah. Uh, yeah, so we had a few... Um, a few guys didn't show up on the roster, uh Hank Pladson, um Lucas Bacon, uh who played quite a bit last year. Um but yeah,
1: start started all four games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so weird still.
0: I know. He started every game and then would play uh <laughs> But
1: he but he started like, he, he started all four games caught five passes for forty seven yards that's yeah. not uh, <laughs> particularly for an offense that does not rotate receivers yeah he was basically not... playing the whole game yeah so, I, yeah not uh, I, you know good for him it, my get my guess on that one is he was a walk on yeah my guess is he was not scholarshiped and so it was like yeah. Go, Moving on,
0: yeah. Go see if he can find a scholarship somewhere else to play.
1: Yeah, and you know, more power to him. Uh, you know, frankly, I, you know, at the risk of sounding overly harsh, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't think Lucas Bacon was in line to start any more games this year. I guess I'll just put it that way.
0: So. Yeah, and then uh, Pat Nunn, uh, who sat out for COVID reasons, uh, yeah, already. Ugh, and such then, a bummer on that one. Yeah. Um, so unless,
1: seemed- unless. He's just still opted still, out for COVID. Yeah, I mean, just possible, I, mean, I guess.
0: If you if you thought it was dangerous then, I don't see why you wouldn't just suddenly think right. I don't want to test it now. So, um, right. and then Jimmy Price, who uh, was a transfer, uh, a JC transfer under, who redshirted Leeches last season, uh, but didn't uh, see any playing time last in uh, four games. So maybe that was a something where it's like, Hey, you're, you're not in our plans. So maybe go try yeah. to find someplace else to play. Yeah.
1: Entirely possible. And, you know, with, uh, you know, with that extra year of eligibility, lots of, you know, basically lots of guys coming back anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's a guy who, you know, was a, a Juco guy. So, I mean, he, you know, he went up through, went, went up the hard way, right. To get to Wazoo and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, I, th- I think that, uh, a lot of people just underestimate the the commitment that it takes. And and if you, if you haven't ever really spent a lot of time around college football players in particular um, you know, it's not to say that other sports are, you know, easier or anything like that, but, but football takes a unique toll on people's uh, bodies and brains. And, you know, at some point it's one of the reasons why, it's pretty rare to see walk-ons that are like fourth or fifth year guys. Yeah. Cause it's just, it is just so it's just, it's so much and you take so much physical abuse and, and you, and you're expected to be like everybody else, but without any of the real benefits, right? You never play in a game. You, you're not on scholarship. It's just, it's really, really, really tough. And so that's why sometimes you see these, you know, sometimes these these guys who are seniors uh, just sort of like kind of drop off because mm-hmm. it's like, man, if I'm if I'm not going to play, <laughs> you know, what's the what's the upside here? Yeah. You know, getting my brain beat in, you know, however many times a week uh, to to show up on Saturday. And look, when you're a freshman or a sophomore and you've still got dreams of big time college football, like there's there's definitely a novelty aspect to that, and guys will put up with that for a couple of years, but man, it's it's pretty rare that someone will put up with that for three or four years. And there may also be injury situations here too. You know, you never really know sometimes when guys get to that point um, you know, maybe they've got a, a nagging injury. They're a guy who doesn't play and very much. And so you, you sort of quietly move them onto the, you know, the medical list and, and they, they're still on scholarship, but you know, they, uh, you know, they're not on the roster anymore because they're not on the team anymore. So anyway, we never really know with these things for sure.
0: Yeah, and obviously, you know, with Pladsen, um we were talking before, I'm not sure if he was on scholarship, so that could have been a thing where he didn't get a scholarship, and so he mm-hmm. bailed. And, uh, Julian Ripley is an interesting one. He was a freshman offensive lineman, um, yep. big dude, uh, you know, majoring in mechanical engineering. That's interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. So I see uh, too many of those. Must be a smart dude as well uh, who is yeah. good at math, um, you know, better at math than us. Uh, so, um, interesting there. I don't know what happened there. Um, uh, he's from that Rancho Cucamonga, uh, area. So, uh, yep. that's a popular place, um, for the Cougs. Uh, so yep. yeah. Uh, th- so those are the guys that, that are not on the roster. Um, you know, some explainable things. And then Julian Ripley is probably the only one that, you know, I'm curious, more curious about, but, uh, um, so yeah, um, football wise, you know, <laughs> I, I don't look at any of the guys that are on the roster and be like, ah, oh, we're fucked. Like, <laughs> you know, I, like, like I, I, you know, this is not like, well, we've already had some, you know, we've already had some players. Um, so yeah, I guess we got to talk about, you know, the, the elephant in the room there is that, um, Aiden Hector has entered the transfer portal. Um, it's yeah. possible that that was a, a nudge uh to the portal. Uh, yeah, I mean we we
1: knew he was suspended.
0: Yeah. Um so just maybe trying to find um you know, another place that will uh maybe maybe they weren't gonna put him on scholarship either. Um, you know, they said you yeah, know, maybe he maybe they felt like he had not done what he needed to do or something. Well, and I
1: mean, yeah, I mean given given the backstory there, it's not hard to imagine a situation where you know, Rolovich said, we feel comfortable doing this, but, you know, if you if you want to stick with us, you, you better be doing, you know, X, Y, Z. And given that he was suspended, I think it's entirely possible that he did not do <laughs> X, Y, Z. And he was either a not put on scholarship and he decided to go of his own volition or b it was a, you know, you're a, you're, you're no longer welcome here because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing which you know is a super bummer for for a talented kid but um you know when we don't know the full story so I don't uh, I don't want to besmirch the good name of the young man but um you know obviously some, something didn't work out the way that everybody hoped it would and uh, it's it's a real bummer cuz man he is talented when you when you see I think we've talked about this before I mean when you see a four-star kid like a legit four-star kid join WSU and you just see the difference uh you know that's it's a bummer it's a bummer to lose to lose that kind of talent for sure
0: yeah but also if there is good reason um I have no problem with it um oh absolutely yeah uh so yeah uh I mean I'm excited for you know for the team to have a spring practices again. That really sucked. They didn't get to do that last year because they had late spring. They we always have one of the latest spring balls because, yep, uh, because of the weather in Pullman, obviously. Yep. Um. So I'm excited that they get to do that. That was that was a real bummer that you know you had a first year coach coming in. They get to do it. So I think that'll be huge for the program to be able to get these practices in. Um, again, everyone, it's you don't know if it's good offense or bad defense. Like you just don't know. So don't freak out. <laughs> I would say, I would say if the offense is struggling, that's a more bad news than good news. <laughs> like it's not, yeah. the defense hasn't suddenly uh, learnt, like went from being one of the worst in the conference country conference and country to being uh good, you know, that's, that's not going to happen. Um, I, I would hope they're better um, just because uh, you know, the, the defense coordinator Dickard, has a track record of that but um but yeah I, I would still think that it should be a, a dominant offensive you know if whenever they're scrimmaging right
1: you would hope yeah <laughs> you would hope but one of these days I'm going to I'm going to have to go I used to have a bookmark man but EDSBS <laughs> used to have a, it's it's annual you know it's, it's spring practice uh guide It was just like how should you react to you know the the moments of panic induced by maybe maybe my offense sucks, maybe my defense is great, maybe my defense is actually terrible, like all of that good stuff, so yeah, basically, don't maybe, react, don't, just 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 exactly. have fun
0: reading about individual players and all that stuff, but also be careful with that, andre Lintz. like it
2: like <laughs> let's like,
1: oh yeah, every <laughs> year there's a spring practice, darling, right yeah um, who, who are some of the others we've there there's been others man Cassidy Woods Cassidy Woods. was the one a couple of years yeah. ago um it's uh, always he was kind it's, of being used as a tight end yeah it's boss.
0: often that tight end uh with 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 Leach it was the tight end hybrid thing yeah you know it's like oh my god they're gonna have a tight end like no no they're not They Le- Le- he's
1: always like to just kind of toy around with yeah. it he's never
0: gonna change that offense like he's <laughs> like like it's just not gonna happen um yeah. Uh, but yeah so uh I I don't know what else to say like we'll, we'll obviously we'll have more to talk about every week now because we can talk about sp- yeah. c- practice reports which Jeff and I just love. We love yep. talking about spring practice reports It's our favorite yep. thing. Um, we'll break those down. Uh well I uh, one thing I want to note is that the the all the practices are open um to the media and everything so Yeah, uh, which is cool. which is different. Than uh, the last uh, last coach, so well actually, uh,
1: Leach actually did. Leach made spring practices open. Oh, Those okay. were definitely open, but but yeah, it'll be it'll just be nice to have open practices again. Something you know to be able to report on that. I, I mean, look, that should be as good of a clue, by the way, as any as to how uh, sort of significant these practices are. You know, so yeah. If you're, you know, if you're a fan who's hanging on every report from spring practice, I I implore you to not do that. <laughs> I assure you that the coaches are not doing that. You know, it's it's a time for them to get out, do some stuff, uh, fiddle around, experiment, and you know, I mean, I can probably tell this story now because it's you know two years later, but you know, I mean, I got to go to a spring practice and I got to sit in on a QB meeting with Leach and all of his quarterbacks and. Um, it was super cool and, and just, like, like one of the neatest things. My my only regret about it, by the way, is I never actually wrote a story from it because it just kind of, like, I put it off and then things happened and, and then all of a sudden Leach was gone and yeah. then it was just like, oh, crap, you know. But, you know, at that meeting, at that you know, one of the things they were doing is they were putting in, you know, a couple new plays and one of them was a quarterback power run,
2: <laughs> which
1: – I think we can agree we never, ever, ever, ever saw under Mike Leach, <laughs> right? No. But they were they were installing a power run. Well, why? Because Gage Gabrood was in that room, there and Gage Gabrood happened to be, you know, six foot three or whatever, and two hundred and thirty pounds. They were and, also recruiting
0: you know, Jaden Delora. So
1: yeah, and he's built like a built like a running back. Yeah, you know, so Gabrud, absolutely, it yeah. made it made sense to have that in your playbook. You know, in case he wins the job. Right. So here's it. You know, it turns out Anthony Gordon wins the job. Anthony, Anthony Gordon, Gordon is ain't running. never, ever, ever, ever going to run quarterback power. No. And that's it. You know, so it, it's it really is a time for experimentation, for refining, for setting expectations, um, for, for teaching fundamentals. You know, I mean, when, you know, the practice I went to, there was a lot of, you know, Leach was super involved with, with working on fundamentals with receivers uh, in terms of releases and things like that. Like, like that, that's just, that's really where the emphasis is. Um, you know, if there was any sort of, you know, competitive disadvantage to, to have a, you know, like to, or competitive advantage to keeping it secret, they obviously keep it secret. Like they do everything else, but mm-hmm. it's, it's not, it's just not. So take it for what it is. It might be cool to to learn about some guys and um, you know see how some guys are fitting in and and uh, you know don't don't read too much into anything because every year there's like we said there are, there are storylines that you know you're like oh wow this might happen and then I swear to God Leach used to do it just to like mess with people like I might use a tight end this year everybody else better prepare for that and of course well
0: that one thing happen, that'll be so. one thing that'll be interesting to watch in the spring game is they. They kind of ran like not a not a full uh, run and shoot last year. Uh, I think partially because yep. they had to throw it together, you know, and so they just took the the most athletic kid and like let him kind of run this uh, more of a almost a pistol, uh, you know, zone read offense. And um, and obviously they they implemented they put that into their offense in Hawaii, but it seemed like it was way more of that than than it. Maybe his ideal would be. So we might see at the spring game things look a little bit different. Um, you know, Gorantano is not as mobile as Jaden Delora. Um, he, he's not like immobile, but, uh, he's not, you know, the runner that Delora is. And, and obviously Cooper is not either. He's, you know, he's a guy that could move outside the pocket, but he's not a guy that's going to be, you know, picking up chunks in the ground. But, um, so it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, that and, uh, yeah, uh, spring ball. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited cause I was, I was getting kind of worried about content for our podcast, Jeff. Um, but, uh, now we have spring ball and there's
1: always something, man. Yeah.
0: And there we'll- is
1: all like, we learned that the first year we did this, there is there's always something, and we, we just always basically
0: something. we basically stretched talking about a spring football schedule and like three roster things into forty minutes. So that's yes, we did. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's um, I don't know. We still got to talk about you know we'll talk about some of the other sports mixed um, uh, mixed mix bag on the weekend. Uh, some good, most bad. Um, one very good, I should say. And then, uh, uh one, eh, not so good. Um, I do want to, uh, to actually queue up my music here. Uh, just give me a second. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be, we'll be right back after this message as soon as I get it up. There we go.
1: <laughs> I don't know, dude. I kind of liked it when you went. Bum, 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 bim, bum,
0: well, we got both now.
1: <laughs> I loved that.
0: You like, you like my just, just totally delaying until I, cause I was trying to find it on my phone again, just cause I I'm never prepared. Apparently Um just a total yeah. wreck over here. Uh, That's I, all right. and someone else hired me again. I just,
1: we got to be on brand. I yeah. I mean, I, as we slowly inch toward professionalism, there, there are just some, we just have to, we have to stay true to our roots at times. Yes. And, yeah. Know, that's, there's too much that's fun. one, like s- something has to remain crap and that's, that, you know, that's as good a thing as any. So, oh,
0: and, and speaking of uh, being slightly more professional, I guess, uh, I, I meant to say this at the top, but Hey, um, we want to make some shirts and, um, We'd love if anyone had any design ideas, and uh, we can talk about yeah. you know sharing the the stuff there. But uh, um, we want to make some shirts. Uh, one in particular we want to make is a GFC shirt. Um, we love GFC, uh, which of course means go fucking Cougs. Um, if you follow any of us on Twitter during any sporting event of Cougs, if the Cougs win, it's GFC everywhere and anywhere it's we we encourage everyone to tweet GFC um, but we'd love if you, you know if you, uh, a nice simple GFC design if anyone anyone could uh put that together maybe uh maybe with the podcast name on the back or something um Uh, i don't know jeff maybe kook center on there just a pod i don't know maybe just a pod i don't know we'll figure it out uh we kind of we kind of have more rights to the name of the pod than the name of the website at this point but yeah (laughs) um, uh, so maybe just the name of the pod but any any other ideas if there's any uh things like we don't care or stuff like that um if if you if you got any design ideas hit us up and we'll talk about it um but yeah, I mean, it
1: worked out pretty well with the music. Yes. So yeah. It worked out really well. well. Go back to that. one. Yeah.
0: And so I'll, 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 I'll mention this again at the top of a podcast next week. So, uh, but I just kind of forgot about it this week. I was just so excited to talk about spring ball. Um, but yeah, Jeff, uh, I mean, what shirt are you wearing or what are you drinking? I don't know. One, one of the two.
1: <laughs> well, okay. So I went to go get a beer for tonight And then I remembered that my refrigerator, primary refrigerator had gone out. And so uh, after spending a ridiculous amount of money on a new refrigerator, well, all of our all of our stuff. So basically what we had to do is we have two refriger like a lot of people. We got two refrigerators, Uh, one refrigerator for beverages and sort of overflow food. Well, the the um, old refrigerator for beverages and overflow food suddenly became the primary refrigerator, which meant that the drinks had to go. So they are all sitting on a counter. And I forgot to put one back in the fridge so that I could have something to drink. So I'm actually having a coffee because I'm like, I'm going to be up however late, like mixing the podcast and stuff. So I figured, well, you know, might as well roll with a a small one, like 10 ounce coffee. But so that is what I am drinking. I wish I was drinking beer, but alas, stupid refrigerator.
0: Lame. Super lame. Things break. Adulthood is great. It's it's great. I love it. Yeah,
1: it's wonderful.
0: I love uh, sealing my foundation. Mm, and...
1: I know. I was like, I, the other day, I was like, stupid refrigerator. I'm so tired of paying to replace things in this stupid house. And then I was like, actually, Craig just got done sealing his foundation. Probably doesn't want to hear about my refrigerator. So,
0: Yeah, got to direct that water. Refrigerator <laughs> was probably less money. It's fine. I just, <laughs> I mean, all my beers down in the basement, I had to keep the water from getting in, into it, you know? That's I don't poor, want it to ruin the labels. Yeah. That would be awful. I know.
1: It was, late. it was a big deal. So,
0: um So what are you drinking, dude? Well, I started I mean, it's already gone at this point, but I started with a uh <laughs> a craft casual um yes. From uh it's fast fashion and uh stoop, it was brewed at stoop. Um, it is also a collaboration with the uh nos adietis, however you say it. Did I say that right? Yeah. I uh know, podcast. Um yeah. uh, it says you'll never yacht alone, which is their uh their motto. Um it's it's a play on the you'll never walk alone, um, from uh what is that? Liverpool fans, right? Yeah. Liverpool, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um so it's a play on that and uh it's it's part of their they just had their like big yearly event um yacht con um which is a pretty cool i mean we it's super cool we would be i would be just over the moon if we ever got to the levels of this podcast of having a yearly event and then having a damn uh beer collab which the uh the the label is great craft casual just a pair of boat shoes Uh, i love a pair of boat shoes in the summer um i can wear those all the time uh, I dig it. Yep. Um, I know I look basic as fuck wearing them boat shoes, but I don't care. Um, I like them. They're comfy. Uh, <laughs> wear them on the, wear them in the water, wear them wherever. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, craft casual, pretty nice, solid little, uh, hazy pale ale. Very good. Um, interesting, like stoop wouldn't make hazies for a long time, but they've done a few now. Um, and you know, they're good. They, they brew good beers. Um, and then I, I followed it up with a, a Three Fates, which is just one of my favorite uh, beers from Holy Mountain. At the Czech Pills, um, very good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's the beer. Um, go nos Edietes, uh Aaron and Jeremiah and the guys. Uh, yeah. Good folks. If you're uh, a Sounders
1: fan, I know we have Timbers. Oh fans yeah,
0: yeah. It's a Sounders it. Sounders podcast, so. Um, but yeah, you'd love it right. if you're a Timberwolves your fan. Your team sucks, so yeah, sorry.
1: You just have to get over it. Sorry,
0: <laughs> sorry guys. Um, but yeah, um, one of their one of their hosts is uh, moving to Tacoma, and not that far Woo-hoo. from me. And I'm pretty excited. We're gonna drink some beers. It's gonna no. be great. Um, Maybe I'll move
1: to Tacoma someday.
0: Yeah, you should. It's it's Maybe a cool I place. Um, it's gonna That's what be. I hear. If you wait another year, it's gonna be way too fucking expensive. <laughs>
1: I know. <laughs> although my house like out here in you know bfe graham like apparently is appreciating at a ridiculous rate oh yeah
0: whatever that's like when when you when your house starts when you're into like a a hot market and your house starts appreciating like crazy it's like this doesn't matter because if we
1: sold that because you're just going straight across yeah like like if we sold the house we wouldn't be able to afford the next house (laughs) yeah it's (laughs) like this house is worth this many hundreds of thousands of dollars like Oh wow, that means I can go afford this other house that's worth it. I could take all the equity that I just cashed out and put it towards this other house and have and still no have the same size mortgage. Yeah. yeah. Have the same size mortgage. Yeah, <laughs> great. You know,
0: I don't know. So anyway. I love you house. Yeah, I don't know. That, so that's why you pay so much money to fix the goddamn foundation so the water doesn't come in because <laughs> you're stuck here. You're stuck. And then you and then you convince right. yourself it's fine because there's so much equity in the house, so whatever, yeah yeah, whatever. You just
1: look but, at it and go, this is my net worth right now, yeah, yeah, exactly all the, all the uh imaginary money that's sitting there in your in your house, <laughs>
0: which will never go away ever it's never, never go down that to that your basement,
1: happens. count your imaginary money,
0: mm-hmm. hey, that's <laughs> a lot of the rich people, it's all imaginary money, you know, so now I'm just joining it's that true. class of like the imaginary money folk we get to like yeah like a,
1: hey like a true mediocre white man
0: yes i am just living that life but i live that life <laughs> love my privilege just privileging all over
1: yeah Woo.
0: um yeah so uh cougar baseball had a it just transition um Ugh. Had a had a less a mediocre weekend, we'll say. I uh, got absolutely destroyed by Arizona State. Uh, Kyle Manzardo didn't really play He had a, like a pinch hit or pinch hit a, once or twice, I think. A pinch hit and, and luckily got a walk yeah. to keep his uh, drew a walk to get yeah. his uh, uh, on base streak uh, to a record level. So he's now set the WSU record for on base. Uh, Uh, consecutive games reaching base so that's pretty cool but otherwise yeah yeah, they didn't score many runs uh they gave up quite a few runs it was uh it was kind of a a slap in the face and hopefully just a bad weekend and not indicative of uh the rest of the pac-12 schedule because they
1: well they've they've now lost six out of seven
0: yeah against two of the better teams in the league yeah um two of the better programs you know uh, recently in the league and so it's yeah. uh, uh it's a t- definitely was a tough start um to do both those on the road uh but uh yep. um hopefully they can you know right the ship you know hopefully manzardo can play and yeah it's it you know i it, it's i mean you, you kind of forget when they they have that early success that they're, they're still rebuilding that program um yep uh, but there's definitely better players in the program than there were. Um, yeah. or, uh, but
1: particularly offensively, but, particularly yeah. hitters.
0: Yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, still maybe the pitching's not there, but I mean, it, I, I still think Brian Green is looking good and, and especially what he did at his last oh, stop. Yeah. And, and so it's absolutely, um, I have confidence that, you know, he's good to go and he's got the, got the BTO project, uh, all done and, and can recruit to yep. that and all that stuff. Yep. And so. Um, I mean, I mean, you, you still see them pull in like good recruits and stuff too. So I, you know, maybe they're not at Oregon State and Arizona State's level yet, but you don't have to be at that level to compete for you know, pro season. So uh, yep. definitely the the Donnie Marbet teams that went that made uh, made the the tournaments got their butts whooped by some of the top teams of the conference too, and uh, but yep. still were able to get enough to go to tournaments. So. That none yeah. of that's out of the question uh they definitely just had real tough series to start and they did get one win out of it so that's not not the end of the world um it wasn't totally swept they got one win out of oregon state um and almost got a second that was a real bummer uh they really yeah. should have had that one but uh but that may, makes it even tougher when you then go and get swept bears on the state but yeah you know we'll keep Well keep,
1: back home this weekend back home, back home this weekend yeah so yeah, they do play. Uh, so, if you listening to this podcast, the, probably the the soonest you are listening to it is Thursday morning. That the series against Stanford starts Thursday night. So, and it's on Pac-12 networks at four o'clock. Uh, it it says Pac-12 networks, but I don't know if it's actually the national network or, or the, or Washington. So I'm, I'm not sure but you, you'll, if you're going to watch, you'll want to check that, but, or, or just watch it on your laptop like I do. So, yeah, but all three games this weekend are on PAC 12 networks. So, uh, so that's pretty cool. So four o'clock Thursday, five o'clock Friday noon on Saturday is your three game series. Sure. Would be nice to get back on the right track. Uh, Stanford's top 25 also, but hopefully maybe being at home uh, makes a little bit of difference there.
0: Yeah, and then volleyball had a had a bit of a, a a rough weekend too. Uh they were coming off a COVID break and then also missing uh two of their best players, um probably their two best players. Uh and uh they uh fought hard in the second set against Utah. Utah's a very good team, um, but they got swept by Utah. They were playing players that had barely played the entire year. Up until, yep. like, in, in the first 12 games, they had maybe played, like, in one set. And then they were playing, yep. you know, you had a freshman who had barely played, and she lead, led them in kills, and their, their hit percentage yep. was awful. And, like, it it really – and then, like, you know, they, they weren't playing. The defense as normally play, and it just wasn't – it wasn't ideal. Um, uh, like, that Pia Timmer was out, she's just uh, – she's all over the place. Like, she – um it, it talk about their offense, uh, you know, hitting percentage. You take her out, and and you see the drop. And um, and even she's a she's a person that sets. a person that does everything. So uh, yeah. that that was that sucked because uh, it kind of de- dealt like a devastating blow to their chances at the Pac-12 championship. Uh,
1: yeah, and they're down to their last two games. Yeah, and last so they would matches.
0: basically need. Oregon. They would need to sweep. And Oregon and Washington would each
1: need, need to lose.
0: I think both games actually. Maybe it, it, it uh, just depend on percentages. So, so yeah, tw- I'm
1: looking at it right now. They're fifteen. It's fifteen and three is Washington. Thirteen and three is Oregon. So and so, then ten and three is us. So if we, so end, it, would, it would only take one loss. Well, if
0: we end up twelve and three and the, and Washington is sixteen and four, that would be a tie. That would both be seven fifty.
1: Mm, that's true.
0: Um yep. Oregon You're right. If they lose one, then yeah. If we're twelve and three and they're uh fourteen and four, then twelve and three wins. Uh yep. I think UW to 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 tie them, we would need to beat Arizona twice and then UW would need to uh win one, lose one. Um Cal is bad. <laughs> so Yep. I extremely bad. Yeah. They did beat Stanford this year. Um but, Stanford's
1: uh, also extremely bad. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
0: but I think that's one of their only wins, <laughs> which is wins. a weird thing to uh, say. Yeah, that is their only win. That's their only win in Stanford. So um, I wouldn't uh, expect. Uh, yeah, it's kind of bummer that WC didn't get play Stanford. I think they they would have gotten two wins there. Um, they were definitely humming at that time. So, but now, yeah, yeah, they need they need Cal to pull a miracle to tie to get one of those games, one of those matches this weekend. And then WC needs to, to take care of business, but still, I think, you know, take care of business and, uh, you're in line for postseason and everything. So. Yep. Uh, that, that'll be good. Uh, but yeah, it's, it definitely needs some help, a lot of help, uh, from, from an unlikely source to, uh, still come out, the, to come out there with at least like a share of the, the title, uh, which yeah. I don't know if the, I don't know if percentage wise if they would just, because, You'd have played more games if they would say as a share, or they would just give it to them. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but um.
1: what I do know is what they're shooting for is a shot at the bubble experience in Omaha Ooh. for their for their tournament. I mean, the if you're gonna be gonna in be a in bubble, Omaha, Nebraska.
0: If you're gonna be in a bubble, it doesn't really matter the city, right? Like it doesn't. I mean, you you could be in a bubble, in
2: theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you
0: can't is. go anywhere anyway. You're like uh, all the players can do is go. Like in in, the, in Indianapolis right now, the players can only go from the hotel to the to the yeah. to the stadium. Which, by the way, is well, not except
1: true. Gonzaga went to the zoo somehow. I don't know how that. Yeah, happened.
0: they must have outings that they're allowed to do. I guess I don't know. I guess. They did go to the zoo. I, I did. I've, I've asked a couple uh, folks. That obviously our, our friend uh, Alyssa Charleston and. Uh, um, ask Brenna Green, who's there. They're both covering the Zags. Ugh. Um, uh, but, oh. that, but, uh, I mean, I don't know why Alyssa wants to do her job. Like, that's lame. I know. <laughs> um, uh, but they, they told me, they both told me that they're, they can pretty much do whatever they want. Like, it, it's only, the media aren't in any, any sort of bubble. I just, I was curious, cause like Charles Barkley had said something on TBS, uh, you know, cause I think they're going on site for the final four. And he said something like, "Oh, we can only go from the hotel to the stadium." I don't know. Maybe, maybe for them they'll be closer, and they they have more restrictions. I don't know, but um,
2: yeah. So. Or
1: it's entirely possible that Charles Barkley has no idea what he's talking about. No. Yeah, I, I might. I might suggest that he does not know
0: covering the NCAA tournament when he were you're in like the elite eight, and he doesn't even know who the best players on the team are. Like half the time, it's so bad. <laughs>
1: You know, for a long time, it was so like, oh, look at Charles; it's so cute. He doesn't know who the players are. And then at some point, you're just like, dude, how can you not know who the fucking players are?
0: Especially when you're like, deep in attorney, like you've cut, you've seen three yeah. games from these guys. Like
1: exactly. I mean, I get it if you're like, you don't know who, you know, the best player from Oral Roberts is, even though you know he's the leading scorer in the country or whatever. Like, like I, that guy right? Smith,
0: like- is amazing, by the way. Oh my god!
1: Yeah. I mean, but we're two weeks into this thing now. Like maybe, like maybe, maybe you've been watching the games. Like it shouldn't be that tough. And, but whatever, I, I know it's partially a shtick. It's just, it's annoying. You know, Shaq does the same thing. Um, And it's like, you know, come on, man. Yeah. At least try to, at least try, at least pretend like you're trying.
0: Okay. (laughs) I do want to talk about the tournament. But before, yeah. we have to talk about our one good news from the weekend. Yes, and that yes. was. Yes, let's do that first. That was uh, well because tennis got crushed too, I think by Stanford, like so they got yeah. obliterated. But soccer went on the road to Boulder, to Colorado, and and our 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 like savior, Macamegamer Stevens came yeah. through with another just ridiculous run through the defense in in overtime uh to get the game winning goal. Just absolutely I don't know if you saw the the replay of it, but just uh I did not. She just ran like it was FIFA style. Where you like you're like, I'm just gonna try to run through the defense. This they're gonna probably gonna steal it and then suddenly your guy kinda pops out with the ball. Like, you know, you kinda pop past the defender and the ball you're like, oh shit, I'm so. and she did like twice and then she just buried it past the keeper. Really impressive one. She's it similar to the impressive run she had to score a goal against UW, like but even more impressive I'd say. Um yeah. Uh, she's just she's a, a stud, a star. Um, just uh and you know, that's a big win. Get a big road win. Um they're 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 still gonna they be fighting for another postseason too, so every everything matters. Yep. Um that was technically yep. the first Pac twelve game. So, you know, the games against Utah, the game against UW, those weren't uh those weren't Pac-12 well, games. One of
1: one of the games was the first Utah game was. Oh, okay, that was a Pac-12 game. Oh, so so that I was, saw that, something was
0: that the... said it was uh, the Pac-12 opener was going to Boulder. I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. maybe someone was but mistaken. I know in, that. I guess.
1: Yeah, maybe the so the first game against Utah, the tie, uh, was that one was that one counted. Oh, that sucks. The win the next <laughs> the win two days later did not count, um, and then of course the loss to Washington didn't count um so which i guess is great (laughs) after that
0: if they're if they're trying to make a a postseason all of them matter equally honestly correct yeah correct and that's really this program is a i mean obviously we want to win the conference title and that's going to be a goal from now to eternity for wc soccer yep um but uh but i mean the 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 baseline now is go to the postseason and and, that, and there's only
1: five games left. Yep. So we only got getting, five left.
0: Getting that Colorado one was massive. Um. Because yep. You know, they're they're kind of a middle of the road team. They're not a great team. You don't yep. want to lose to them. Um. So nope. they got they got they have the uh, they have a tough one this weekend. Uh, uh, Very tough on Friday. Big uh, game. Pac-12. Washington. Um, going at UCLA, where they've won before uh, recently. Yep. Um, and UCLA lost they their will last not be game. Scared. Um, so uh, UCLA lost to Arizona State their last game, so they're, they're not they're not unbeatable. Um, but they are five and one in conference. They've already played six conference games, while well, WSU has played two. Uh, but has uh, played six, um, and they've won five of them, no ties. And uh, yeah, so that'll be a that'll be a big one. Um, that'll definitely be probably their biggest test of the season so far. Um, yep. So it should be fun. It also
1: appears, by the way, it also appears that they are doing standings on points per game, yeah, and not overall points. So we are currently in fourth place,
0: yeah,
1: 2. <laughs> with 0. our one zero and one record. Yeah.
0: yeah, so take that, UW.
1: <laughs> We're actually ahead of UW. Yeah, because there's three one and they're two only at one point eight points per game.
0: So yeah, this so is they're... obviously a byproduct of uh, WCU having a COVID break, and um, yeah, uh, yeah uh so but hey <laughs> major the,
1: covid break they had four games canceled yeah four games pretty
0: bad. uh so the world is in front of them uh because they are just sitting at two points per game and the leaders at 2.5 and they're playing the leader yep. this weekend so um
1: you figure i mean look we're all sort of talking out of our asses with you know going to tournaments and things like that but you know, it's like it's like you look at those five games, and you figure, all right, well, you know, what do they need to do to sort of be in the, you know, be where they want to be? And you know, you start thinking, uh, you know, if you if you post a losing record in those five games, maybe maybe things don't don't look so great. So, you know, you want to you want to get out of there. Not you know, not a lot of ties because of the way they do overtime, right? Yeah. You know, so you don't get a ton of ties. Um, so you, you're figuring, okay, four games, you know. You'd like to like to, I think, at least win three of them. Overtime's a so. uh,
0: golden goal, sudden victory, all that yes. stuff. If you, in case you yeah. aren't aware. Which right. is,
1: which yeah. is how they beat Colorado. Yep. So, um, but yeah, it's, you know, and then you got, uh, you finish your last three games at home, Oregon State, Oregon, so. Washington. Those are all yeah. Oregon, or- Oregon, Oregon State, very winnable. Washington's a good team, uh, but certainly beatable. I mean, yeah, they so. were
0: right there um, at, at UW. Um, yeah. So soccer has at UCLA, at USC this weekend. Um, USC is, you know, uh, definitely a winnable, winnable game for sure. Um, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think, man, if they if they if they could somehow get four points out of the weekend, that'd be great. You know, obviously on the that road, you're always hoping for one. But yep. like at USC, to get a win at USC would be huge, and, and somehow yes. steal a point from UCLA. Number, who's yep. ranked number five currently is, would be great. As yep.
1: Well. Yeah, if you get four points out of the weekend, I think you're feeling fantastic. Yeah.
0: If you get two points out of the weekend, something in the world too.
1: No. Yep.
0: Yeah. So soccer, um, soccer talk. Yeah, I love I love talking about soccer standings in particular. It's like I yes. I love the point system. It's like just weird. It's as thrilling.
1: Hell. Yeah. It's it's great.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. If only we had like in a there was like a, a women's called soccer Champions League or something. We're like just, we gotta finish in the top four. We gotta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, so yeah, soccer. But yeah, I I don't know. We can't we can't like leave without talking about you know the tourney. We love the tourney. Um, that's yeah. all that's all I've been doing in my life with the past few you know few days. Just watching. uh Today just felt it's empty. Great, empty, empty, empty. So I will say, it did this is probably it's got to be the first season ever that both the WSU men and WSU women beat a Final Four team. In has the regular be. season, it has to be. Has to be. So the women beat Arizona, who behind Ari McDonald, uh, went to the Final Four um, this weekend, and then, uh, or you know, a couple of days ago, and then uh, uh, obviously UCLA from the first four to the Final Four, as they like to say. Um, yeah, you know,
1: second team to do that.
0: Upset Michigan. That was a a wild game. Um, you know, kind of stunning that Michigan didn't grab that game at the end. <laughs> like they had every yeah. opportunity and didn't somehow. I don't know. Yeah, you got a thirty-eight percent with our three-point shooter that yeah. airballs a wide-open three-pointer to yep. win. Like, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I was I was talking with our basketball coach this morning, and he was he didn't get to watch the game. He had other coaching duties that he was dealing with, but he, you know, he, he was real high on UCLA and I was, he was like, I, I just, I knew they were going to do, I knew they were going to be tough. And I'm like, well, yes, but <laughs> like, like Michigan, not not that Michigan blew it. Cause I, I, you know, I won't, I won't go that far, but I will say that Michigan had a number of good opportunities to win that game and did not cash in on any of them. And sometimes that's, you know, how it goes. And you know UCLA was the beneficiary of both you know some excellent uh, game planning and some super tough play and also some some good fortune. You know they they were you know this close to losing to Michigan State and never making it into the actual tournament and then you know they 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 were a, a wide open a couple of wide open three pointers away from losing to Michigan too. So you know that's how the tournament goes, man.
0: Yeah. Go Jai Juzang. just absolutely went yeah. nuts like just uh, i think he scored over half their points and uh uh kind of and made a lot of tough shots cuz michigan was making the, they were they had to make a lot of tough shots to do it um they were we're are going to have to make a lot more if they have any chance against gonzaga
1: uh, oh my god like uh, it, like we're we're in agreement they they don't really have a chance against gonzaga right no
0: i mean uh, you know, you were like, okay, USC with their interior and, and all that, and still it, it just didn't matter. You know. It... <laughs>
1: well, I mean, who could have possibly guessed that the key to USC's interior defense is making sure that you can actually set up in the half court? Yeah. Which they could not do <laughs> because they kept turning, turning the, the ball fucking over. ball over. And they couldn't. They couldn't like make live shots. Live ball turn. As we know, live ball turnovers are death, and like they're even. Extra super special death against a team like Gonzaga, which is you know makes their living on fast break layups because they're so good at it.
0: USC played solid defense, like good defense in the second half, Uh, but
1: and and they got as close as what sixteen.
0: Yeah, they just the the damage was already done in the first half. It was just it was over. Um, uh, And then yeah, Gonzaga is just has an insane number of scores that will punish any mistake and i just i don't see ucla having i mean unless they shoot like they did against wsu and poly that's that's the type of yeah. shooting they need to do to have a shot
1: unlikely against gonzaga's defense that that was yeah. honestly is let lest this turn into a gonzaga appreciation podcast because god knows i do not want to do that but um that was the part that so much was made of Gonzaga's offense against USC's defense, which I mean, rightfully so, right? Because, you know, points are sexy and you know, whatever, right. People want to know, can anybody stop their offense? But way more impressive to me was that second half when USC's defense got much better and they, I mean, there was one stretch where Gonzaga went three or four minutes without scoring and USC was able to close the gap from, like, 21 to, like, 15 or 16, and yeah. that was it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you know, Gonzaga's defense was so good, and, you know, they had such a good game plan for blitzing USC's ball handlers. Um, whoever did the advanced scout on that game did, did a, just a bang-up job because they saw something in the way that USC handled the ball that, that uh, caused them to believe they could just sell out for every single deflection and whatever, strip opportunity yep. and and it worked and it totally worked. And, and USC, I mean, they were down by 15 points before they even knew what hit them. I mean, Enfield called a timeout at seven to two because he was like, yo, we got or seven to zero. Yeah. He was like, yo, we got to, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We got We got to calm this down. And then they really didn't change anything. I, I think he must've just said in the huddle, Hey, calm down guys. And it didn't work. Well, cause and they, they and legit like ups like, and labs and labs.
0: USC just looked terrified they yeah. they made a lot of like they were just they were playing too fast like they
1: way too fast like, wait a lot into, of guys a
0: lot of guys trying to make plays that didn't need to be trying to make plays it was it was uh they just looked that they were not up to that task and no. uh and gonzaga was, was such a bummer yeah <laughs> um you know i i, I again not um I, I, I will say, you know, just as appreciator of coaches doing the right things, uh, I like the things that Mark Few has been saying, like, we're just going to celebrate every week, you know, because if you're a team like that, you're just going to be so stressed about your goal is the championship, Um, which yeah. you kind of like, you look back at like the Adam Morrison team, it seemed like that was their goal. And they were just like extremely stressed. And, and we saw them like completely melt down and uh um but yeah just i i obviously it's really frustrating that few has learned a few things uh through all this time and uh and he's pretty much approaching this perfectly and my birthday is on monday and that is uh, the date for the national championship and i am not looking forward Uh, to watching nope. that game, it's off. You know, <laughs> it falls on my birthday every. You know, every six years or so, and and yeah. uh, and it's usually fun. I get to you know, like one of my favorite events of the year is a college basketball national championship game, and and uh, yeah. uh, uh, I don't know about it this year, but on the other side of the bracket, obviously we have Houston and Baylor. Um, Houston, I just love their style, man. Like it's just. Yeah. Uh it's not pretty, but I just love how they're just like they value the ball, uh they value having the ball, they value getting shots up, shot volume baby. I added um I was inspired by them as they were you know they got out to a big lead on the Beavs, which uh all credit to Oregon State came back and tied that game in the second half like that was that was, was n- crazy that was nuts. Uh, who, who
1: would have thought, okay. I mean, remember how Craig Robinson used to run that crappy one, three, one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Oregon state, I swear, you know, Wayne, Wayne Tingle come out, you know, they come out man to man and they're just getting destroyed on, on the glass. Right. So then they go to their two, three zone, which, you know, seem would seem to be counterintuitive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, okay, you're getting killed on the gra- on the glass, go to the two, three zone. And they ended up giving up a lot more good, a lot of good shots, but did a little better on the glass. Out of that, which was weird, and then you know they come out early in the second half, two three zone, still getting shredded. Switch to that one three one, and all of a sudden, like, he, like Houston had no idea what to do with that thing. I think the biggest thing was that Houston doesn't really have a point guard, yeah. Um, and so you know against the one three one, it's it's extremely useful to have a a point guard who can you know dribble into gaps and kick. I mean, I remember against those Craig Robinson teams. Like uh, like Reggie Moore used to like annihilate uh-huh. that thing with just a, just a little dribble drive right into a seam, f- basically f- causing four guys to run at you or three guys at least to run at you, and all of a sudden it, it just unlocks pass pass open shot. Um, yeah, Houston had no clue. I, you know, Baylor's not going to do that, so you know maybe maybe Houston doesn't have to worry about that in the next round. But um, but yeah, it was it was wild. I, I thought that game was over over. Uh, and then to 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 watch Oregon State come all the way back um, was actually pretty cool. It was you know, obviously a little bit of a bummer that they lost. Yeah, I think it was not not sad that they lost to Houston because Calvin Sampson's yeah, great. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: yeah, I, th- I think it was fifty-five, fifty-five with like less than three minutes left. It was nuts. Like yeah. I'm like, oh my god, this is a close yeah. game. Like what? Uh, yeah. So yeah, like what a what a run for the Beavs. Like absolutely insane. Uh, just like we I, should do that. Yeah, can we do that? um (laughs) please that looks like i want to have that kind of that looks like a blast although i can imagine uh the devastation of being that close to the final four and and uh, even though you weren't supposed to be there but then less than three minutes left tie game you're right there like that's probably some big devastation that's probably Gonna take a while to get over before they can truly appreciate the insane run that they went on to win. What three, f- six games in a row to get to that point? Right. Um, yep. six games against good teams. Like it was yep. nothing but good teams that they beat. I mean they they dismantled a Loyola Chicago team that had just dismantled Illinois. Like yes, it was nuts.
1: That it was utterly
0: bizarre. That Illinois Chicago game that Illinois game was I mean the Loyal Chicago game was I that I did not see that was like, Okay, you guys you did it, you got to the sweet sixteen, good job. And then they're just they're doing it again. And then and then they came yeah. back against Houston, like Oh man. Uh now I'm like, I hope Ethan Thompson doesn't come back. I don't I I don't want to face that team now with all that Yeah, all that like no. swagger they got, you know, like Oh man! Uh, all credit to Wayne Tinkle, and then just that, yeah. those players, man. We're, well, he did, yeah, he
1: did a great job deploying the guys that he had into situations where they could be successful. So I, it was sort of like, um, you know, the game against uh, against Houston. It, you know, it, it just took him a little bit of time to find the right combination of players. Yeah, you know, to do a thing. Um, but once he kind of figured it out, then all of a sudden, you know, again, they they go on this run. Right. And, uh, you know, I think it was a 17 to three run that finally erased the gap altogether. Um, the biggest thing was Houston kept turning the ball over. You know, it's num- number one rule, man. If you got a big lead, just at least don't turn it over. Exactly. You know, at least at least make sure that you get shots up. So I don't know, man. LT That's a guy who kind of freaks me out for next year with them um you know Kalu's a really nice steady player you know floor spacer kind of guy um definitely I, I don't know hopefully ethan thompson decides he's ready to go uh go be a professional somewhere so yeah <laughs> that'd be good i'd be okay with that
0: yeah i'm um, totally
1: okay with that yeah uh jared it, lucas real good player too they, oh, they just oh man they got, they got some nice players and they, uh, and Della same, same deal. Like, uh, like, like they got, they got some dudes, they got some dudes who can play. Um, and they, yeah, I I don't know if they will be better next year in terms of like, you know, I, I don't think anybody expects another elite eight run out of them, but, um, but they will be, they will certainly be a top half of the conference pick when the, you know, when the preseason poll comes out. So,
0: yeah, I absolutely. And they should be, um, yeah, uh, they deserve it. Yeah, um, what a, what a nuts around! I can't believe it. Um, yeah, I haven't actually got to watch Baylor that much this year, even in the tournament. I'm a ton. I've watched them. You know, I've watched a lot of the games, but it's been like bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, but that's obviously yeah, that's that's the one game everyone wants to see is Baylor Gonzaga, and it, I mean, I I think it's probably going to happen, but I yeah. I could see Houston, being and that'll Baylor be an too.
1: absolute track meet. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, if, if Baylor can get back I don't because I don't think Houston can beat Gonzaga um I, I just don't think Houston's got enough offense yeah, I don't to do so, it yeah. and I know I know that they're adjusted off their top 10 offense technically mm, um, yeah but just watching them the way that they generate offense I don't I don't see them being able to generate that kind of offense against Gonzaga yeah like I don't not against Gonzaga's defense um, and then Baylor you know Baylor is sort of known for its defense to some degree, but actually by the metrics aren't, isn't that great. Um, you know, so I, you know, they'll be able to score with, it's kind of the flip, they'll, they'll be able to score with Gonzaga may not be able to, to hold them down at all, but I don't know. We'll see. It'll definitely be interesting. Um, you know, the, I, you know, I wish that like, the Baylor's that like, uh, Kelvin Sampson was coaching with Baylor's personnel, I guess the the way I would put it. I would love to see Kelvin Sampson go, go up against Mark few, uh, in that championship game. And you know, the, the, the way that they would coach against each other. Um, and that's, it's why I think, you know, the Gonzaga UCLA game might be interesting for a little while, uh, given how hard UCLA plays and Mick Cronin, I think we have established now he's a pretty damn good coach. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I know we probably made fun of UCLA when he was hired. I, I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah. Um, just because it was like, really, that's the best you can do. Yeah, right. Um, and, and he obviously wasn't their first choice either. So let's, let's also not pretend that somehow, you know, Dan Guerrero knew more than we did about, about it. But at the same time, you know, it's a guy who, um, was just, you know, very really just every year, just very good at Cincinnati and. You know, now, you know, you look at him at UCLA and, you know, he's doing the, doing the same kind of thing, except now he's, you know, he's got a, uh, he's, he's got a line on better talent, not necessarily on this team, but in the future, he's going to start pulling in, you know, some of those guys that, um, you know, the UCLA used to get, and they're going to fit in with a very tough, uh, tough tough-minded program and and tough-minded coach and, um yeah, it's, you know, it sucks because UCLA is probably going to be good again. And then we got to deal with that. But, you know, it's it is it is fun to watch right now. And and we are just rolling in money. We're like Scrooge McDuck diving into his into his, uh, you know, his his coin in his basement.
0: I mean, wow. Yeah. Like, uh, so apparently there's no more money that can be extracted from this. Like, but uh, uh, this is a just I guess the most money, uh, but like not the most units, but the most money because the units are worth more now, um, that, the that, uh, Pac-12 has ever gathered from, a uh, a, a tournament and just, yep. I mean, so you get, you got two from Colorado, you got, uh, what? Three from USC, uh, two, two from Oregon, um, or no, three from Oregon, four from USC. I'm sorry. Um, you got f- uh, four from Oregon State, um, six from UCLA. Uh, so that added up to what 19. And so uh, 19 units, uh, quite a run. Um, and I think it's it's over $500,000 a year that WSU will get um, over the next six years uh, because of that. Um, obviously, there's like a baseline amount that you're expecting. Um, you're expecting at least like probably, you know, I'm sure they there's like a there's a number that, you know, the athletic department has in mind that that uh, the the conference is going to get just based on you know having like four or five teams and maybe a few of them winning, so maybe you're looking at more like, you know, like, you know, you're expecting like seven to ten, but to get like double that, you know, is uh, is a big deal. Um, in in a time when, WSU and all of the athletic departments need the money so um yeah yeah and wsu it's got
1: to be at least double what they were anticipating. yeah i would think so, so it's got to be at least yeah.
0: double. so an extra 200 250 300 grand yeah wsu will take that absolutely um, yeah. that's, I that's mean, you, you yeah.
1: think about what that you know that's couch money to some schools but for us it's you know you think about the people who've been laid off yep. right like i mean like that's you know that's a couple of people's jobs like i mean it's you know it's a big deal it's a big deal so it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks UCLA. Thanks
0: UCLA. Thanks, thanks Oregon. USC. Thanks Oregon State. Thanks, thanks USC. Oregon. Thanks VCU. Uh,
1: no thanks to you, Colorado.
0: Yeah, Colorado. We thought you thought you, you only
1: were... you only contributed one.
0: No two, because they got Losers. there. They got two. Oh, right. Because they got right. there. So two.
1: Okay, fine. Yes, two. I mean, and at
0: least no know, one. No one only on. got the one token. One. Everyone at least grabbed That's a true. win. That is true. is uh, twelve and three overall. The Pac-12 in the tournament. Who knew? And incredible, man. On Ken Palm, obviously, WSU now up to number seven. Yeah, we haven't
1: even talked about this. Okay, we got to
0: talk about this. Um, so I, I think yeah. we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up after the after this weekend, so we know where the final numbers are. But right now, yes. um, I, I love, I I just love where this has gone because uh, in in Dick Bennett's <laughs> second season, WSU finished number seventy nine in the Ken rankings. WSU is currently number yes. 78. Uh,
1: and it's, yes. And it, it's... Having moved up 30, sp- yeah, 30 spots. Yeah, 29 spots. Since the end of the season. 29, 29 spots since, since the end of the season. Of the
0: season. Doing nothing. Yeah. Sitting on their keisters. Doing- uh, yeah, just uh, moving up 29 spots. Uh, they're pretty solidly ahead of Northwestern at this point. It, it would take like UCLA getting absolutely blistered. I don't think they could even... It'd be hard for them. Like UCLA would have to like beat Gonzaga for them to move up past Buffalo. There's a pretty wide gap yeah. there, um, but and still,
1: even if UCLA gets ripped, yeah, they're like, not going to fall. I, I, I mean, they're supposed to I get haven't ripped. looked, but yeah, but I imagine it's uh, the predictions got to be a double digit. Yeah, it's, right? it's
0: twelve eighty three seventy one. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. pretty big. So <laughs> and and uh, I mean, unless they lose by thirty and or something. and and. and, and Ken Palm will cap um, cap the margin around sixteen. It just depends. It's average, but it's like a it's based on trends. But it's he says it's usually around sixteen. So yeah, it's proud. They're probably not going to drop really at all. Um, so they're probably going to finish around seventy eight, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, top, got top twenty five defense number twenty three now. Uh, that's moved up. 12 spots that's crazy um the offense has moved up like 30 spots <laughs> so
2: he
1: won I mean, 40 spots to go from like yeah to go from like 284 two years ago to 23 oh in defense is yeah. like i mean you know what dick bennett did maybe is a little more impressive he had number one, just because yeah. he went yeah he went all the way to number one within so went from 233 to one which is uh you know because especially because when you start getting at those tails right like it's it's harder to go from uh yeah. you know like ten to one than it is to go from twenty to ten yeah. right so like you get on those tails and so maybe going two thirty three to one is a little bit more impressive but but i don't know man going from two eighty four to twenty three is i mean that's amazing that that is truly 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 to 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 jump two hundred and fifty spots um you think about what that to go from one of the you know like Basically, 50 worst defenses in the country to one of the 23 best. I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's it's remarkable. It it truly it truly is. Like it kind of blows my mind. Um, so it's very cool, and it's 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 fun seeing the rest of the country look at the Pac-12 and go, hey, maybe they don't suck. You know, it's it's yeah. funny, right? I mean, you get into these, you get into the conference, and everybody's just playing each other. It, you know, I mean, I think I said this to you uh, while I was watching Oregon and USC. I was like, this game looks, looks like yeah. any other – just like any old Pac-12 yeah, game. they're not playing at a just, higher level. Yeah. <laughs> no, like everybody just decided that they don't suck anymore. Yeah. Like everybody just decided all of a sudden these teams are good. And, okay, so now, oh, wow, look at, look at what they're doing. It's like a, that's what they always do. Like I, I don't know what to tell you. Like this is – this is not some sort of like, it's not like they've jumped up to some crazy new level. Like they just, you know, it's, it's just now, you know, without really any benefit of a non-conference schedule, that was the big thing, right? Like, um, there were just a couple of games, couple of non-conference games. And of course narratives get set, which is the stupidest thing, you know, on earth. And then, you know, then, then the teams just go beat the crap out of each other for two and a half months. And, you know, it's it's you know became really obvious the Pac-12 was a lot better than people realized, which is why you know the Ken Palm rankings have shifted so much because now you finally get these crossovers, right? And so you you add a whole nother sort of extended data set, right? Like so you get like this ripple effect of well they played them and and that team played that team and that team played that team, sort of introduced into the data, and you know all of a sudden you know the Pac-12 ends up. You know, looking a million times better. I mean, I don't know. You you've been looking at this. What what's the Pac-12 up to now as a conference in Park?
0: They're second, um, second in and what what this is 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 adjusted efficiency margin, um, so for the whole. Conference. Well, so it's it's basically it kind of is an average. So it's 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 ranks. Um, it, it's it's what what you would need to go expect to go 500 in conference play. So right. Right. so uh, that's. For this, that's a team that is, um, plus 16, 12. So about what Oregon State is right now would be like an average team. Um, and they're 43rd in Kenpom. So that's a, that's, that's a nice, that's a nice average team to have, like as a 43rd in Kenpom. Yep. Um, so they've now, they've, they started sixth. Uh, they were below the ACC, SEC, Big 12, Big 10. Um, I think at one point during the season, they were actually below the Big East at one point. Um, but they've moved all the way up to 12th. Uh, they could drop to third based on what UCLA does against Gonzaga. What, what, uh, uh Baylor does against Houston. Um, and what ba what, right. you know, what Baylor might do against Gonzaga, of course, um, but they're going to be second or, they're going to be second or third one way. Or and another. they're going to be basically even with the big 12, which is seen as a, a very good basketball conference. And so yeah. this is going to have big, like, this is going to be big for next year. Like
1: it's going to be huge for next like, year. Like we're, Yep. You're
0: just you get to the point where, you know, t- to get a an at large bid in in the conference, Arizona might have gotten one at eleven and nine. I don't know. Uh, UCLA barely got in at thirteen and six, so probably not. Uh, UCLA had to go thirteen and six to get one of the last spots. They were on the last four in. You're looking at yep. maybe a team could go eleven and nine, ten and. 10 yeah to get into the conference because yep. you're just it's the narrative Absolutely. is set and and uh everyone's yep. everyone's gonna start out better in Kempom's prediction next year and 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 you know that kind of Kempom is so um I think it's very influential now um it, you, you see you read so you know I'm sorry to call you out Ricky but you didn't Ricky O'Donnell but you didn't I I, I like you dude like you're good and you're not listening to this so it doesn't matter but so he wrote an article. <laughs> he wrote an article today ranking the last four uh, teams in, uh, in in the Final Four, and what he said is that, uh, like you said about Houston, he said they have the seventh best offense and the eighth best defense. And I'm like, dude, that's you got that from Kempom. Just say you got it from Kempom. Like, yes, you. They they don't have the seventh best offense and the eighth best defense. They have the seventh best adjusted efficiency. Uh, based on Kempom's yes. numbers and the and the eighth best adjusted def- defensive efficiency based on Kempom's numbers. Now, if you love yeah. Kempom so much and you take those as as gospel, and like are the seventh best offense, eighth best defense, and that's fine with me. Uh, but but at the same time, dude, give him a shout out. Come on, like same same with C- and and I, obviously Ken himself complained about this, but like C- CBS, TBS, they they were uh, they were uh, they kept talking about. The, one of the the best 2 point defenses of a historic 2 point defense versus a historic 2 point offense it's like the only reason you knew this for Gonzaga and USC is because Ken Pomeroy tweeted that like 2 days ago you know 2 days before the game he said oh this is the 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 my, the best 2 point defense in the history of my numbers versus the best 2 point offense in the history of my numbers and CBS and TBS whatever is hyping this up but you know where they got it from. They got it from Ken Just say that's where you got it from. How hard is that? Like, come
1: on. Like, it drives me it's not nuts. Hard. It drives me nuts. It's not hard at all. It, and it's it's yeah. It's stupid. Because it's like it's proprietary, man. Like, like it's not these are not just so if you want to say This is Ken's livelihood, you know, it literally was, is. Like he
0: quit being a meteorologist, man. This, yes. is, this is how he makes money. Right. I mean, other there's other ways to make money. Yeah. But this is and so
1: main. like if you say yeah if you say that a team is you know you know 25th in defensive rebounding percentage like okay that you could find that in a lot of places like that's i mean because that's that's really just this plus this divided by that and there you go like anybody can figure that out but like his adjusted efficiency margins like that's that's some proprietary shit like that's like he's got an algorithm and formulas and it's it's secret sauce and all that stuff. Like like it's, like that's his deal. And to to not to not or when they talk about, you know, average possession length, that was another one that came up. And I'm like, only he the Only person who does that is Ken Pomeroy. Or uh, average height, right? average and height. He's the only like one. That... Average height. Yeah. Aver- Average, and again average height is not just adding together heights and dividing by the number of players he's weighting it by minutes and so you know a team's effective height is influenced by who's actually playing and that's a proprietary thing like it's anyway it's just yeah super annoying and as a as a as a journalist you know you should always cite your sources as an English teacher, I'm always telling my kids like tell me where your stuff came from you know and so it's t- to have uh you know, ostensibly professional people not, uh, not doing that is, is sort of like obnoxious. And I feel bad for Ken when I see that stuff. Cause I'm just like, man, he works so hard to do a good job. And, um, you know, to not get the proper credit is, you know, it's not the end of the world, but I mean, come on, it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty easy courtesy. It, it doesn't take long. <laughs> you know, it just, according to Ken com, this is the second tallest team in the country is, not a tough thing. I do think some of it, to be honest, is um, because they actually don't understand the stat that they're citing. They yeah. then don't understand that it is actually a proprietary thing. Like they just like they are used to counting stats that you can find anywhere. Right. And so when somebody tells them, well, this and and, and by the way, the I'm sure the announcers are just regurgitating stuff that's fed to them by. You know people who do this research for them, yeah, oh second tallest team in the country, oh, this is the second tallest team in the country, like they they don't understand effective height, and you know they don't understand adjusted efficiency margin now, should they they should it's not hard to understand these are not you know super these are not you know engineering concepts, these are pretty pretty easy to understand math concepts, even if you don't understand how you adjust something. It's like, I don't understand how the adjustment happens, but I know that it's adjusted for opponent quality. That's not tough to figure out. And that's not a hard thing. So I don't know. I, I do think some of it is they just truly don't understand what they are spitting out. They're just saying a thing. And because they don't understand that, they don't realize that this is actually kind of a special thing. Um, and so it, it really kind of requires credit because it's not, you know, it's not everywhere, but it's not really an excuse. But I, I do think that's, probably why it happens
0: yes and so that's our rant uh um ever, anyone who listens to us know we're yeah. a big uh we and we have been for you know a long time big fans of ken's work and um and when he when he switched to the subscription model uh it was the fastest twenty dollars i w- could possibly hand out like it's a, um it's still a he- heck of a deal to be able to dig into these teams um uh and yeah you get things like the the height metrics like yeah and that for usc that truly told a story this year for them like it was a huge deal their length was a huge deal and a big reason why their defense was so good um and, and it was a huge deal for wsu who actually ended up ninth in average height this year uh after uh the the previous season being uh where were they at they were ninety uh, third. And so you look at they were ninety third to ninth and suddenly they're they go from being a awful two point defense to you know close to a top 2 point defense. Uh probably better than top fifty if you adjust for opponents. Uh yeah, like uh height makes a big deal and no one else tracks it like Ken Ken does and uh he also tracks two foul participation which is a stat I love. Um it's a very it's fun a thing. No one else No one else tracks that. Um, He tracks bench minutes, which not a lot of places do that, you know. His experience one is really cool. He adjusts that for minutes and everything too. Um, Which, you know, you look at WSU, 326 in in like legit experience based on like, you know, because what a lot of places will cite is just the average uh, class of the players on the team. Uh, But Ken will adjust for, you know, the minutes and everything. Um and and yeah. uh so that's that's you know, WC three twenty six and they finished seventy eighth in the co- country. That's pretty good, you know, in adjusted efficiency margin, yeah. uh based on Ken's numbers. Like that's pretty good. And 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 you know, it's they're 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 around that and other, you know, other numbers. They're around that on Bart uh site and uh so you know, I'm feeling pretty good about where they landed there and Uh, I think it can give you a lot of hope. Uh, You know, a lot of because, you know, people act like this is just like it's. It's not like if it was like one Pac-12, if it was just UCLA that made a run and everyone else kind of just kind of did what you expected, that'd be one thing. But the fact that like so many Pac-12 teams played so well is like, yeah, maybe this conference was better than we thought. Like, it just seems like yeah, it was like and and WSU. Who actually? By the way, they finished. They're seventy third on on Bart Torvik, who uses. Uh, he says he his he uses uh, um, his methods are similar to what Ken's used to be. It's a the Pythagorean. We we've, we've discussed that. Whatever. But they're seventy third on that. Yeah. And so, like you're talking about a top eighty team with three hundred and twenty sixth by Ken's numbers uh, experience. Uh, this is why we get excited about Kyle Smith and, and his team. Um, and so, yeah, and now we're even more. You know, we we were excited when they were, we were 107 with this roster. And now they're at seven. Yep. They're, now they're yep. top 80. Uh, it, now we, we kind of know that all these teams we played are a lot better than we thought they were. Just, just that we were all playing each other. Yep. So everyone's like, oh, yep. how could USC lose to Oregon State or whatever? It's like, well, maybe because Oregon State was a lot better than you thought and you know maybe maybe utah maybe utah was better than you thought and maybe all these teams were just better than you thought even Dub was better you know like they've jumped a bunch of spots too cal better than you thought you know you know that's the thing you watch like cal you're like you see guys like um you know guys like uh bradley and uh andre kelly and you're like these are good players like this team doesn't look that bad like mark fox is a pretty good coach like it's it, and, and, and now they're, you know, they're kind of, their numbers look more where they kind of felt when you watch them. Um, and WSU now kind of feels more like where they felt, you know, like, cause you're like, really, we're not that good. But now I don't know, it feels, feels better now. Like, and, and it's justified and, it, and it's going to be great next year. We're going to start probably in like a top 70 area. Uh, you know, top you know, top top eighty yeah. I mean maybe losing Bontom will hurt us, but we're gonna return so much. Um and and it's gonna be really fun to start from there and just see where they can go, potentially be a bubble, potentially get to the NCAA tournament. Uh yeah, I'm, this is way more of a rant than I thought. Um but yeah, this is uh I'm excited. Go pack twelve, yeah. thank you for Little, making me feel better. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. We uh we needed that. It's always good. It's like we we spent our time rooting for the team to keep moving up the (laughs) rankings without playing. It was great. It was great. So, yeah, huge implications for next year because the perception of the conference is really everything. So unless they go out and, you know, shit their pants, you know, during non-conference, which is, of course, always possible. um, You know, I, I think that's sort of a whole nother maybe maybe we'll devote a podcast to that sometime sort of tackling, you know, college basketball's issues and maybe how to fix them. But one of the things that I, I absolutely despise is how uh, so much weight is put on games that happen in November and it's like they, mm-hmm. they set the narrative and then all of a sudden that's, that's it. You know? And I, I mean, we joked, like I said, not joked, but like I said that, you know, the PAC 12's biggest problem this year is that they didn't have a, you know, a 6,000 pound gorilla at the top. You know, they didn't have a Gonzaga or a Baylor or, you know, somebody, or, a, you know, Houston, a Michigan, whatever, sitting at the top of the conference. And, and of course, now we go, well, maybe they did because, you know, USC obviously was was really, really good. But the perception was not that they had a, you know, a a national title type contending team at the top. And without that, you know, and and that gets set early on, which, again, I think is ridiculous. Like, you know, you're going to you're going to judge teams based on what happens in their first month. Like, that seems like a really dumb way to to kind of go about it. But with the way it's set up where, you know, you you have these crossover games and then everything that happens the rest of the way is just everybody beating the crap out of each other. You know, that's this, you know, it's just kind of what you get. Um, I've got some ideas for ways that they could try and try and try and change that, which which would be great. But, uh, you know, nobody's ever going to listen to me, but we can we can float some ideas here when we're when we're looking to fill some fill some airtime. Maybe in yeah. June or something.
0: In June. All right. Well, I think we're we're good now. I think we <laughs> talked enough. Um, uh, I I got. Uh, I think so. Uh, Amanda's brother is staying with us. He just got a job in town and he hasn't got an apartment yet, so he's he's just hanging out Ooh. with us until he gets an apartment. Uh, so he probably wants to go to bed. So I gotta I gotta get out of his room. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> let. Um,
1: well you should have you should have said that we should have had chris on the show man
0: i know yeah we'll get, on. we'll get him on um we'll get him on and talk about uh YouTube yeah we gotta something. do that um uh so uh yeah, yeah let's uh if, if you want to email us any questions comments or t-shirt ideas uh podcast vs everyone at gmail.com uh jeff or you know you can tweet them at us uh, uh my dms are open you can dm me stuff um uh, at the Craig Powers, um, and then Jeff is at Pod Versus Everyone. Um, uh, subscribe, please. Rate us five stars, please. Write a comment, please. Whatever, all that. Um, and yeah, go Cougs, Jeff. Jeff.
1: Cougs, Craig. Black Lives Matter.
0: Oh, uh, were you drinking some coffee? Black Lives Matter.
1: Yes. No. <laughs>